Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, Mash Raider here from Score the Podcast. Here's a little bonus section that we recorded in our interview with Mark Mothersbaugh, the composer, talking about working with Wes Anderson and some of the creative vision that Anderson brings to projects and how Mark works with that. Enjoy. You worked with a director on a number of films who is notorious for being slightly particular, and that's Wes Anderson. And yeah. I, I'd just be curious because I, I know a little about him. I read an article once on how he decorated his French apartment and how specific he was about the tile and the cabinets. Was he different than other directors to work with musically? Yeah, I think Wes Anderson is um, a, a real artist. And, mm. but, but, I mean, he's also a very specific kind of artist who really needs to control everything. Hmm. And um, It's called the director. Yeah, it's a director. <laughs> but, 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 you know, there's, a, there's different versions of those now. And, and, you know, directors come out of commercial world where they're used to just whatever the client says, they just say the same thing, you know, mm. back to them. And um, – and he he was a guy he, he kind of reminded me of Devo because he we were willing to trade off uh royalties so we could keep the rights to design our own album covers and do our own graphics mm-hmm. and he did the same thing with with his stuff he would trade away his royalties so that he could have more control over his film and and I kind of thought well that's pretty great that's a serious artist at that point is he musical uh he's knowledgeable Okay, and uh, he did on a couple of the movies kind of try to play a bass, or oh, or man. he couldn't take it, and he came out while we <laughs> while we had a choir out there and sang along with him and and stuff like that, and and uh, he was he was always paying attention to it, and when I knew him on all his first films, yeah, and so in those days he was not. I don't think agoraphobic is the right word. That's that's a little too extreme. But he loved being in, like either my, I had a, a second bedroom that was my studio at the time when we did a bottle rocket, and then or even upstairs he would just want to sit in in the one room the whole time. And and I'd say, you know, if we go out on a soundstage, we could record this thing in. Uh, one day and it's going to take us two weeks of bringing people in here five at a time to record it and he would stick with let's record them five at a time back in those days so interesting i'm sure he's over that now because because i watched him like develop where on bottle rocket he liked all these high sounds he liked tinkly sounds he liked chalice and bells and harpsichords and things and said no brass and Oh. Wouldn't let me use any low instruments, and it wasn't until um, Royal Tannenbaum's where I kind of snuck a, a a trombone, a bass trombone, I mean a baritone trombone, go underneath mm-hmm. a picture of uh, Gene Haskell. And he goes, "What's that?" I said, "It's a trombone." He goes, "Okay, we'll use that." Yeah, he slipped one through. So then, then he started like kind of loosening up, and by the time we got to Life Aquatic, we 
we had a 50-piece orchestra in the film. You said that he paid attention, which I think is a really wonderful compliment to a director because, as you know, and I certainly saw, not every director does pay attention to the music. Some of them are off doing special effects oh, while, yeah. while you're just kind of you know, jamming at the tape and yeah, finishing the score and they come in after you've recorded everything and tell you what you should have done. Oh, oh by the way, we've re-edited this whole scene exactly. while you were <laughs> writing the music. So Did, it's a great compliment. Does the framing and the style that they shoot in, uh, you know, with the framing and the, the cinematography, does that affect how you write? Because, you know, a lot of movies are shot completely different and Wes Anderson films all have kind of that, that really uniform look does that change the way you approach writing music i think for i don't i can't speak for every composer but i think for a lot of people it really does because you know it's like you read a script and you try to imagine what you're going to see and then when you see it you go how'd that happen or you go oh that's incredible you know and sometimes it's better than you expected and sometimes it's not and so you see areas where you have to help lift it up and and you, you know where your work is when, once you see it. So, yeah, I think how, how a film looks is really important. I think the sometimes it's not is test the metal of any, M-E-T-T-L-E metal of any good or great composer. Is what do you do when you look at a picture and the lights come up at the end and you turn to the director and you say, what can I say? <laughs> yeah. Those costumes are incredible. Yeah. And you know that. And I've also seen a few times, I have seen not only an editing process relieve you of that first cut anxiety where it came together, and even the addition of some wonderful music suddenly make things make sense. So it's rescuable. And some are just, you just want to say, you know, why don't we all just stop here? We'd save ourselves a lot of time and money. And, right. uh, and you're still on the, on the treadmill, no matter what. You're still on the, the, the path <laughs> down to the bottom of the hill. Oh, God. <laughs> How do you get out of the way? That's it for this bonus edition of Score the Podcast. Thanks for listening. Please remember to tell a friend and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next week with John Powell.